As I was thinking about today's uh, worship service, I found myself thinking about what it means to be a saint. What is a saint? So, what do you think? What's a saint? I'm asking you. You get to answer. What's a saint? Who is a saint? Someone who's well loved. Someone who's well loved. All right. Someone, anyone else? Someone who doesn't sin. Okay, another one? I thought I heard another one. Someone who works miracles. Okay, Phoebe? Someone who walks with Jesus. I like it. I have to say it that way. Jesus, yes. Does I hear another one over here? Yeah, Linda. A very wise, loving, spiritual person. Okay, all right. We've got a, we got a few ideas going down here. Okay, get that thinking. All right, good. Well, okay, so we tend to think of saints as, um, well, someone who's really close to God, right? Someone who's in heaven with God. Someone who's somehow more holy than most people. Someone who's perfect without sin. Didn't I hear that? Someone who doesn't sin? Saint is someone like Francis of Assisi or Mother Teresa or the newly canonized Oscar Romero. Someone who isn't ordinary. Someone who isn't us. Isn't it interesting then that in most of his letters, the Apostle Paul uses the term saints when he greets the people to whom he is writing. For example, today's sermon title is taken from Romans 1 verse 7 in which Paul addresses the Christians in Rome in this way, to all God's beloved in Rome who are called to be saints. So does this mean that the people in those early churches were uh, particularly holy, that they were especially close to God? Well, not necessarily. In fact, in his first letter to the church at Corinth, Paul scolds the people for their lack of faith, for their bad treatment of one another, for their divisive one-upmanship, and for their immoral behavior. And yet, he begins his letter with the words, to the church of God that is in Corinth, to those who are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints. Now, how could the people of the Corinthian church act that way and yet still be described as saints. I think it's that Paul addressed him in that way because he understood that sainthood is not something that we do or that we achieve. It's something that God does in us. It's a process of transformation. It is, as Paul says, a calling, a vocation that we live into as we walk the walk with Jesus. It is who we gradually become as we join with him in loving God and loving our neighbor. You might say that a saint is someone who dares to witness to the love that surrounds and upholds us by embodying that love in his or her life. I say dares to witness because as the terrible shooting at the Tree of Life Synagogue in Pitt, Pittsburgh all so tangibly demonstrated, loving others is not the way of the world these days. Instead, our society seems caught up in vilification and hatred, in self-righteousness, fear-mongering, and finger-pointing. Needless to say, hatred is powerful stuff. 
And to try and counteract that power by loving our neighbor can seem like uh, an exercise in futility. Oh, sure, it's nice, but what difference does it make? Well, I believe it makes a great deal of difference. Yesterday, I read an entry on Facebook um, written by my friend, Liesl Stouffer, who shared the story of a dental appointment on Halloween of all days during which she endured a much-needed but not very pleasant sinus procedure, a procedure on her sinuses. Can you imagine? I don't want to imagine. And this is what she wrote. Tears started running down my face, and I can feel my heart begin to race. I tried to be brave on the outside, but inside I was consumed with discomfort and fear. And then something beautiful happened. My nurse took my hand. Normally, I might feel uncomfortable, she says, holding the hand of a stranger, but not in this case. Her touch was a source of comfort. Her touch was filled with compassion. When she took my hand, I could feel my heart rate slow down. I felt a sense of peace. Through her simple touch, she conveyed conveyed tremendous support. As she held my hand, I asked God to give me courage and to give me strength. When the doctor asked how I, was doing, I gave him, how I was doing, I gave him a brave thumbs up and flashed him a sparkly and maybe a little bit snarky grin. Everyone laughed. God comforted me. He reminded me of his promises and gave me strength. But he also gave me my nurse. She held my hand throughout the procedure, only letting go when she had to and coming right back. I clung to her hand and she never flinched. She was steady. She was my helper. When the procedure was over, I told her how much I appreciated her holding my hand. I told her she has a gift and and that there's something beautiful and powerful in what she has to offer. That experience reminded me of the power of human touch. God created us to do life together, but I know I'm often so busy that I don't give that extra hug. I don't touch people's hands. I don't give people a pat on the back. What would the world look like if we all slowed down long enough to touch the people God puts in our paths? How can our simple touch give someone else a little bit of support that they might desperately need? If you ask me in that moment in the doctor's office, Liesl's nurse embodied the love of God. In that moment, she was truly a saint. Every day we have the opportunity to touch people with the love of God. Every day we engage in a variety of ordinary activities that are, in the words of David Lowe's, invitations for saintly activity. He writes, the coming elections, the work we do at our employment and places of volunteering, the homes we nurture, our studies and hobbies, each of these can be viewed as the arenas in which we respond to God's call to live as one set apart for a purpose, cultivating the health of the world God loves so much. But then you've shown me that you already know this. Let's take a look at the feet over here. I don't know if you've had a chance to really look at them. See what a few of them say. Neighboring, spreading love and joy. Helping those in need during the holidays and always. With kindness, walking the walk with love and kindness. Cooking for shared bread. 
by raising my son to care for others in kindness and love. Compassion, hope, caring, being present and thankful, walking with patience and openness, serving, daily devotion, singing, caring for family, building relationships with my students, showing them kindness and respect, praying for important things every morning, sharing my love of music, calling people every day, Bible study, helping parents clean up and put away groceries. Good job. Yeah. Addressing my customers and friends with smiles, satisfaction, or the one thing they have control of, their clothing, and with kindness and compliments because everyone is perfect and beautiful in God's eyes. That's great. Loving yourself. Oh, there's one. Someone thought I said surf with Jesus. It was serve with Jesus. But I like surf with Jesus. That's awesome. That's great. That's great. Teaching love and compassion to my students, serving others, praying for others, doing justice, believing, reading my Bible daily, walking daily, offering a warm greeting as I walk. There's all kinds of things listed up here. And I suspect that you, you could write a whole lot more about how you are walking the walk with Jesus and sharing God's love each day, how you are acting as a saint. Thank you for sharing those. Every gesture, however small, every prayer, every act of service, every expression of care, every choice to love, every decision to participate in God's work has meaning and brings us and our world closer to the kingdom of God. In just a few minutes, we're gonna light all those candles for those we name as the saints in our lives. We tend to think of this day as simply a time to remember loved ones, but the message of all saints is more than that. It reminds us that fear and death and hatred do not have the last word. That the love of God and God's resurrection power is stronger than all of those things. It reminds us that the kingdom of God is not just a lovely idea or a future existence somewhere in heaven, but it is also reality, a reality right here and right now. And as we love God and our neighbor, we make that reality tangible, real, present. Now, were the people whose names we're about to read perfect? Probably not. But they are saints to us because in some way they blessed us. In some way, their lives touched ours, changed ours, and the world for the better. In some way, they embodied God's love for us. They weren't perfect, and neither are we. But the good news is that God uses imperfect people to show God's power, the power of love, the power of resurrection. God uses you, and God uses me. We are God's beloved, called to share God's love, called to be saints, not just someday, but every day. May we live into that calling with hope and joy. Amen. <laughs>